Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm Corey Geiger. Thank you for joining me. I want to talk national championship possibilities for Penn State today. We got a question in my live questions file uh, earlier this week. This was really good. Guy says he saw a graphic that 17 out of the 18 last national champions came from a small circle in the southeastern United States. We're talking, of course, uh, about down in the S- in the SEC country and also the Clemson area uh, as well. And so the question was, you know, obviously the SEC has been dominant for a long time, but why is this? Why are all the national champions coming from a, a very relatively small area in the southeast? Is it just because it, it just means more down there, like the SEC slogan suggests? Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've gone on record saying that possibly in 2024, Penn State could win a national title. I know that is extremely ambitious, but the way the roster should set up in 2024, the experience level, you know, we don't have to rehash all that, Allard, Singleton, every, everybody, Abdul Carter. You would think 2024 would have a chance to be Penn State's best shot at a national championship in a long while. But will anybody in the Northeast, have a shot at a national championship. I I know Ohio State and Michigan, they've been in the playoffs. Ohio State's a perennial uh, contender in the playoffs. But so in 2020, or I'm sorry, 2022, Georgia won. Last year, Georgia. 2020, Alabama. The year before, uh, LSU. Clemson. Alabama. Clemson. Alabama. Oh, wait, 2014, Ohio State. Nine years ago, well, eight years ago, I guess, it's 2023 now, but that's the 2014 season. So eight years ago, Ohio State wins. Then before that, Florida State, Alabama, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Florida. That's going back to 2006. Okay, so why is that? Um, I know that recruiting is fantastic down in the South. You, you got so many hotbeds of great recruiting, Florida. Georgia, you know, some of these other states down there that have terrific talent. And at the same time, not that talent has is has dried up or is watered down in Pennsylvania, but it's not what it once was 20, 30, 40 years ago. James Franklin has talked about this during various years. Pennsylvania's recruiting might not be 
as good. So therefore, Penn State's natural recruiting background area might not quite be quite as good as someplace like Florida or Georgia. Is that it? It is a fascinating question, and I'm, I'm trying to generalize here over a, a two-decade period. But again, outside of Ohio State in 2014, all the rest of these national champions coming from the SEC uh, or Clemson, uh, and it is pretty mind-boggling. And uh, again, you go back to 2005 was Texas, 2004 was USC. That's a long time ago, even for Texas and USC. And those are two nationally dominant programs historically. So when I sit here and say, hey, maybe Penn State could win a national championship in 2024, the odds are that it won't. The odds are that somebody from the SEC will win a national championship again in 2024 and that Penn State or Ohio State or Michigan uh, just won't be able to compete with those kinds of teams. I So I'm asking the question of why today, and I hate doing this, I hate asking questions and not really having great answers because I don't have, other than recruiting, I just don't have a great answer for all that. Now, somebody posted uh, in my is a response to the questions. He says, I'll take academics don't matter for $1,000, Alex. (laughs) That was good. That was Penguin Mike responded with that. Uh, So, hey, uh, I'm not going to knock the academics of some of these terrific institutions down there. But but clearly, it can be more difficult than a place like Penn State than it can uh, in some of these uh, southern places where maybe they are less strict on academic requirements, but let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Penn State, uh, Penn State is not Stanford. <laughs> oh boy! Just in saying that, I know I'm going to infuriate people, but Penn State will has clearly high academic standards. At the same time, they can probably get any football recruit into the pro into the school and into the program that they want. So I don't necessarily buy just the academics. The weather. That is a huge part of it to me. Uh, again, when you couple the fact that you got all this high school talent down in the southeast, you got great weather down there. Maybe it does just mean more. It is, it, you know, I, I hate to say that because it clearly means a ton at Ohio State. You you cannot make a case that it means more anywhere else than Ohio State. Yeah, it's just, it means just as much at Ohio State as it does to Alabama or Clemson or LSU or, or whatever. Ohio State has all the resources in the world and, and spends it. But Ohio State hasn't won a national title in eight years. Meanwhile, you got Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama. Uh, it is one of those things that just make you, makes you kind of scratch your head and say, well, what are all the reasons? Uh, you, clearly when you have better weather, you can put together in theory, you can put together better offenses, you know, more dynamic things in general. And again, I'm not talking about any specific team, but when you don't have to worry about October and especially November, you know, with snow and bad weather conditions, if you don't necessarily have to have an offense that's designed to be able to handle that in any situation, generally speaking, you'll have a, a, an easier path putting together that that kind of system. Uh, I've been kind of scratching my head about this for the past couple of days. I've tried to read as much uh, as I can about just the dominant recruiting down there. And, and that's really the best answer I can give anybody. But if anybody's got a better answer, 
Uh, go ahead and post it in the comments here. I'd, I, I'd love to read what you think. Again, I don't, I don't buy into the academics. That to me um, is really kind of a, a, an easy way out that I don't necessarily think that it is really the case. Hey, it's like the SEC says, maybe it does just mean more down there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the We Are Podcast. I've got uh, something interesting I want to talk to you about here in this segment. DK posted something in the Sight Stuff story on Saturday morning, and we've got a little bit of feedback on it. I just want to mention it here. I, I don't know how this is going to go. We don't have anything finalized here. This is still kind of in the discussion phase, but I hope this would be something that would be really cool for a lot of people. If you're listening to this 10, 15 minutes into a Penn State podcast, you obviously love Penn State and you want to hear stuff uh, on a podcast. Well, DK's, uh, what he threw out there, daily college podcasts, anyone? Question mark? Daily college podcast, anyone? Now, look, I'm not going to make any promises sitting here on January 29th, but we kicked it around the other day. DK asked me, well, what would I think about doing some kind of daily Penn State show throughout the year, not just during football season? So I, I hope this happens. I, I think that we, if we can you know, hammer out all the details and everything, it's something we could maybe start here before too long. And again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not in charge of all these decisions. I would like to do it, though. I absolutely would like to do it. And I hope that you folks would be interested in uh, something like that, you know, in February, March, April, May. It's one thing to do something like this during football season. There are a lot of podcasts out there for Penn State football. You can get various opinions from different people, and and, and there are so many outstanding people on the Penn State beat. You, you know who you want to listen to. You know where you're going to get the information that you're looking for. I do some things a little bit differently. <laughs> Let me just stop there. I'll be Captain Obvious. I'm not afraid to tackle, you know, some controversial things. I'm not afraid to give you opinions that you might not get anywhere else. And so I do think that one benefit of having a daily podcast could be that, hey, you know, you're not just going to get kind of regurgitated uh, information and, and just reporting on what James Franklin says or players say or Micah Shrewsbury in basketball or Kale Sanderson and the rest of it. You're, you're going to get opinion and analysis. I do think if I can toot my own horn a little bit, that's probably what I do best just simply because I do more of it than anybody else on the Penn State beat. I'm not saying I'm best at it. Uh, Dave Jones from Penn Live does a terrific job. You know, there are other, Neil Riddell, my longtime colleague from the Altoona Mirror, uh, does a terrific job. 
they don't do as much as I do. I've got I've got an analysis piece on Penn State sports pretty much every day of the entire year, uh, you know, depending on what's going on. So um, for me, the possibility of doing a, a daily college podcast would be fun. Obviously, we would be focusing on uh, football first and foremost. Every decision we have to make with our Penn State coverage here has to focus on football. Now, I love college basketball, and I'll talk college basketball a lot, as I have on my daily radio show in central Pennsylvania for a lot of years. But you know what I kind of think about that is that I might love college basketball, but a lot of, a lot of you may not. All right. Even if, if you love Penn State football, yeah, you want to see Penn State basketball succeed, but that doesn't mean you necessarily want to listen to people talking about it for four or five minutes every day. So we'll see how it goes. And obviously wrestling would be there as well. I'm going to talk some basketball and wrestling. Uh, in the third segment, by the way, with kind of recap some stuff for the week. But it again, it's it's something we're kind of tossing around. It would probably be 15 to 17 minutes a day. We're not talking about a 30 to 45 minute podcast. That's not the issue. Maybe something like uh, DK does with the daily shots for the Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins. Those are fantastic. If I'm sure many of you, you already listen to the daily shots, and DK is the best anywhere. To, to juggle a daily podcast for three professional teams is, you know, pretty darn impressive. And again, I, I've hosted a radio show for close to 14 years. It can be tough coming up with new content, new material every single day. And what I would be cognizant of is to not just be on here repeating a lot of things. But here's one benefit that we, we could do. This is what I'm kind of kicking around. Just like I mentioned in the first segment, that whole idea and topic for the first segment about you know, national championships, why they come from the Southeast and that small area down there. That came from a reader question in my live questions uh, file from earlier in the week. That's what I would plan to do. I'll come on and talk about a lot of the daily news, give you some insight into what I think and various you know people in football, basketball, baseball, or wrestling, whatever. But I would probably end up having to rely on questions that I get from you folks. I... I Love reading all the questions in the live file. Every, you know, I usually do it every two or three weeks. I don't necessarily do it every week. And I get story ideas from you people all the time. So if we end up doing this, if we do the daily college podcast for Penn State, starting off whenever, if, if we can get all the logistics down, I would probably uh, reach out to, to all of you and ask, hey, what do you want to know? What do you want me to talk about for four or five minutes? Because if you're doing this, it'd be five days a week, Monday through Friday. If you're doing 20, 22 of these a month for 15 to 18 minutes, obviously you've got to have a lot of information. I can't just come on here and repeat myself day after day. Hey, I think Penn State's going to win the national championship in 2024. At least it has a shot. want to try to keep things fresh, different, uh, and new, but the, the, the main idea for me with this, and I hope that people would latch on to this as well, is that you're going to get a lot of analysis and opinion. Uh, and I just don't, for a beat as big as Penn State, it has always surprised me with a hundred reporters that cover Penn State, you know, between newspaper, web, TV, all this stuff. You generally don't get a whole lot of really strong commentary. What you do get is a whole lot of reporting of the news, the just the facts, ma'am, who, what, when, where, why, how, all that stuff. I, both in print and 
you know, in broadcasting really like to dive down deep into the how, the why, and look at big picture things of how all this stuff can impact things over time. I'm, I'm not going to come on here and talk about an individual recruit all the time. That's not, that, believe me, that is absolutely not what I want to do, nor do I think that is something that you folks want in a daily podcast. We'll keep it general for the most part. And I think we're going to try to find a way to have people have it live and have people ask questions. And then, you know, so it, we can make it interactive again. I'm I'm not promising that this is going to happen. I hope that it does happen because it would be really cool. And I think it could be a lot of fun, but stay tuned. I'll try to keep people updated uh, about this. Uh, and, and if we get the kind of feedback that we're hoping for, and we had several people reach out to us and say, Hey, this would be really cool. Penn state is big enough to do this. The, the Penn state, uh, athletic program, not just football. It is, you know, wrestling, uh, basketball. I, I get a lot of questions about hockey, and more hockey coverage. So we could do some of that kind of stuff as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that's something we can really broach and get closer to uh, maybe before too long. We'll see what DK has in mind. But I'm absolutely open to it and would love to do it. Hopefully, you guys would enjoy listening to it as well. All right, welcome to the third and final segment of the We Are Podcast. How about that performance by the Penn State wrestling team on Friday? That was something else. I was not at the Jordan Center covering the uh, match between Iowa, number one Penn State, number two Iowa. Many of you maybe were and experienced the electric atmosphere firsthand. I was watching on TV. Uh, Look, I, I will admit I'm not a huge wrestling person, but even watching it on TV, you can feel the excitement and the energy, just a tremendous, tremendous night, not only for Penn State on the mat in beating Iowa 23-14 and coming from behind in, you know, exciting fashion, but just, I keep using the word momentum. Okay. This is with regards to Penn State football. I keep using the word momentum. Clearly the Penn State wrestling program has an incredible amount of momentum, nine national titles in the last 11 years. And they'll probably win one again this year with, under Kale Sanderson for the 10th one during his tenure. That program, their, their momentum is out of this world. All these individual national champions. Now you've got all these younger wrestlers coming up. Levi Haynes burns his red shirt, comes up with a big win to help Penn State uh, come back and, and win that match against Iowa. But as I'm sitting here watching it on TV, not to take away any attention from the wrestling program because it's just obvious how phenomenal they are. Sitting three, four feet away from Kale Sanderson as they showed him on TV all the time. Who was it? James Franklin. We saw we saw James Franklin on TV all night Friday and how intent, how intently he was watching all of this wrestling play out on Big Ten Network with all the eyes glued. Fantastic. Just a fantastic decision. I mean, I'm not sure that if Penn State's playing a football game, <laughs> they would put Kale Sanderson three feet away from James Franklin on the sideline. But pretty brilliant to have James Franklin sitting right there 
next to Kale Sanderson on national TV and, and cheering all this stuff. Then you bring Micah Parsons back. And he's sitting with Abdul Carter. One number 11 in Parsons, the current number 11 in Abdul Carter. Uh, they honor the Rose Bowl team and the 11 and 2 team. Again, you just, what a, what a party it was for Penn State athletics, not just a wrestling program, but you throw football in there as well. Just a, an amazing night. You, you just keep the momentum going, baby. You keep it going. Uh, stay in the limelight. Stay, keep everything. Uh, the excitement level, the positivity, having Mark, Micah Parsons come back. This, the Cowboys lose in the playoffs to the Niners. So now you can have Micah Parsons come back and that's a benefit. Just a, a really cool night. All things considered. And that word I keep using, momentum. You just, you just stay, you stay in that process. Keep good things going. C- gather, gather all the positive momentum that you possibly can. And, uh, again, going back to the first segment. Could this lead to a potential national championship run either in 2023 or more likely 2024? Maybe, but uh, there's just no denying all the positive things you can say about Penn State football and clearly the wrestling that that speaks for itself. A couple other things I do want to mention. I wrote about this week with regards to Micah Parsons. I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. If you do, good for you. I, I don't care who you like. I don't like the Dallas Cowboys, and it's not that I don't like them as a football team. I'm just so sick and tired of them. I, I could, I just could not care less about the damn Dallas Cowboys. Seriously, they are one football team in the NFL. They're one of a hundred plus professional sports teams in this country. Why in the world do we have to be subjected to nonstop, daily freaking? coverage of the Dallas Cowboys by the national media. It's not 365 days a year, but it's pretty darn close. I just don't care. I have so much fatigue about the Dallas Cowboys that it makes me not like them. Do I not root for Dallas, for Micah Parsons with a Cowboys? Sure, I, I root for him. I want to see, I want to see good foot. I don't, I just, I don't, I, whether it's the Cowboys or the Chiefs or the Jaguars or the Niners or the Steelers or any, I don't want to see good teams, good, you know, good football, but I actively root against the Cowboys because I'm just so sick of having them shoved down my throat all the time. So they lose to the Niners 1912. Micah Parsons says something so incredibly benign to me. This is absolutely common sense. Michael Parsons quote, I think that we held them to one touchdown. And if you told me we would come in this game and hold them under to, to under 20 points, if you take away the turnover points, you hold them to 10 to 15, you would win the game. So I really want to say that I think everybody left it out there, but they made bigger plays. That Those comments were construed as Micah Parsons taking a shot at Dak Prescott, who threw two interceptions. I mean, and then this carried on for two, three days because then Micah tweeted something after Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, talked about roster building. Micah tweets, besides Mahomes, every team in the Final Four, QB is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Mm-hmm, interesting take. That was viewed as Micah Parsons taking a shot at Dak Prescott. Now look, Micah's an outspoken dude. I mentioned in the story I wrote, he, he 
you know, tweeted about Brittany Griner a couple months ago and leaving the military guy behind, the, the, the former Marine, in the prisoner swap for Brittany Griner in Russia. Hey, look, I got a problem with that. I don't. I didn't. I didn't like the fact that our country made this. Has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. It was still a terrible trade. We got back one basketball player and we gave them back a terrorist who tries to murder people. The the weapons dealer. And we did not get the the military, the marine, former marine back. Again, that's if you disagree with that. Hey, I don't I don't know what to tell you. That's pretty again pretty common sense as well. But Micah got in in trouble. You know, he got criticized pretty roundly for those comments. Again, this is all part of to me just this obsession, this ongoing obsession by the national media, particularly ESPN, because. You know, their numbers, I'm sure their metrics show that if you talk about the Cowboys and the Lakers and LeBron and Tom Brady all the time, that, that that's, it's late. It's so lazy, people. It's so lazy. It's why I have no time for ESPN. It's why I cannot stand to basically you know, keep track of the things that that and, and other networks are doing all the time because it's, they're just so lazy. Instead of diving into a lot of really specific, hard hitting, X's and O's. Hey, let's have our 4,012th Dallas Cowboys conversation this year. That, that's what it comes down to. Did, did, were Micah's comments a little questionable and vague? Ah, maybe, whatever. But it was obvious. You throw interceptions, you, you lose a game 19-12. Yeah. Any, anybody should say, yeah, you know, maybe if we don't give up the turnovers, we win that game. That's, that's just common sense. So to me, it just all boils down to this obsession with the Cowboys. And I just, I just don't have any time for it. Most of you are probably going to agree with me. You either love the Cowboys, which some people do, or you probably despise them simply for the same reasons I'm mentioning, because they're just shoved down our throats all the time. With that, uh, this is early Sunday morning. So, um, we'll have the NFC and AFC championship games coming up later Sunday and. Depending on when you listen to this, those games may be over already early in the week. So should be interesting to see Kevin Givens, Robbie Gold in the Niners versus Miles Sanders and the Eagles. And then we've got uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals in the AFC. That should be a lot of fun. <laughs> a Penn State player will appear in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Remember the, uh, the graphic from a couple of years ago? A Penn Stater has appeared in giant letters. Every Super Bowl, except for five. <laughs> the worst sports graphic you'll ever see, uh, except for five in tiny little print. Well, a Penn State player will appear in uh, uh, a Super the Super Bowl this year, either from the Niners or the Eagles. So enjoy watching those games, folks. Appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. Hopefully, knock on wood, we can. You know, maybe go build toward a, a daily Penn State podcast here before too long. I hope that's the case. And if so, we're going to need you to listen, need your support, need your feedback, need your questions so we can keep that having good content every day. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next week.